What up, y'all? Welcome back to the Don't Fret podcast. My name is D. Fretter. I'm a poet and spoken word artist from just outside of Vancouver, BC, Canada. One of my favorite things to do is sit down with another creative and have a conversation about what they do, why they do it, mental health, self-love, and other things like that. This is a podcast where I have those conversations, record them, and then share them with you. Before we get into the episode, it would mean the world to me if you would hit the subscribe button. Not only will that ensure that you never miss another episode, but it'll also help expand the show. This week on the podcast is uh, our first returning guest. I, I think, well, technically our first returning guest, R.S. Wells, talking about her second book, The First Trader. And we have Pia coming back to guest host again. And my wife, Alana, is like a guest co-host. And it is a train wreck. But it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed recording this episode most of the time. And I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get on with the episode. All right, what up, y'all? Welcome back to the Don't Fret Podcast. Today's guest is very special. I think our first returning guest of the whole podcast, author, novelist, my good friend, RS Twells. Hey, what up, D? Thanks for having me. Hey, no worries. And joining us today is guest host, Pia. Y'all what up? <laughs> Y'all remember from the special episode talking about my spoken word special? That's right. And also joining us as like a like a co a guest co-host. I guess so. You you just yeah. I'm just here to hang, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to feel left out. <laughs> my wife Alana. Hi, everyone. Woo! Awesome. It's a good group. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we hang out like the four of us quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's good. Good vibe. It is a good vibe. Yeah, yeah. It just feels normal. Yeah. You don't feel any pressure? N- well, now that you're looking at me, yes, I feel a lot of pressure. I'm sweaty. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's. Because, like, you know, we're here to talk about your second book. So, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my second book. That one, that came out. <laughs> yeah. When did that come out? Oh, man. That came out. Um, the technical publication date was September 28th, but I think I announced it a week later that it was actually out for people. Um, so yeah, the first trader, the second book in the Agent Bennett saga, is out available to read. Congratulations! Thank you. Amazing. You'll get that at Indigo. Um, where else? Where can you get it? Barnes Noble, Amazon, um, all ebook platforms, and you can ask your local bookstore to bring it in, which is like the best. Yeah, absolutely. Including the handpicked homes. So working on that. Yep. They'll be there soon. Yes. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) So um, I was on TikTok the other day uh, and I saw a video of yours and you were talking about like the difference between writing your first book and writing your second Mm -hmm. book. Yeah. You want to kind of rehash what you said there and and then maybe we'll dive into that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, writing my first book was so weird um, because as many of you guys know the story, Um, I was working at a horse barn at the time, and so um, this story was just to entertain me as I worked, and eventually I figured I would start writing it down, and after, like, I think it took me two years to write, I started telling people, and then I published it, and so the journey of writing that was so much more therapeutic and way more for myself, and I needed to figure out how this story ended, and if nothing happened with it, that was totally fine. Um, but when I started writing the second book, there was so much more of like a timeline over my head of, 
I actually need to finish this book in order for, mm-hmm. for you guys to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was still that therapeutic bit because there's like tones throughout the book that follow, um, follow a bit of my own story. Um, yeah. But it was still a little bit, a lot of, a little bit, a lot of, of like <laughs> 2 a.m. of like, oh, I need to finish writing this book or else it's not going to be out there for people. And almost the pressure of like staying relevant because if yeah. like I went like five years without publishing the second book, would people still be interested in it? There's a momentum that you want to keep. Yeah, right? for, sure. for everyone. Absolutely. That's good though. The pressure is good. It keeps mm-hmm. it keeps it interesting. Keeps you. Yeah, I work really hard. well with like a timeline yeah. over me. Actually, I feel like I know that about you since <laughs> you were at the shop with me, and I knew a little bit of that journey and how you were working, and so that was cool for me to see. Yeah, I, I worked agree. at the shop for was it three and a bit years? Three and a half years, my friend. Oh. <laughs> I will never forget, unless we forget. <laughs> good times, good times. That was my favorite job I've ever had. <laughs> I'm very grateful. So RS, where does that pressure come from? Did that come from, is that internal? Is that your readers of the first book like banging on your door? Where's the second one we want it? Is it coming from the people you worked with to publish the book? Where's the pressure coming from? Oh yeah, so I don't think the the publish the self publishing company I was with definitely wasn't pub- pressuring me. So that was like awesome. Um, so most of the pressure was like within again the whole like thought of like I need to stay relevant. I need to do this. Like this should come out within a year of the next one type thing. So there was a lot of like shoulds over my head. Mm. Um, But then I also had a lot of like teenagers in my life at the time that the first book was coming out and they were so supportive and they read the first book and they loved it and they all had their different favorite characters and I told them they were all wrong. The favorite character had to be Bennett. But um, (laughs) Oh, you don't get to decide. (laughs) I know it was really disappointing when like people started telling me that like my favorite character is Darcy and I'm like, why? (laughs) But I also know why because I love Darcy. But that'd be so funny to Like you're like that's not how I wrote this. Whatever. Yeah. Like oh, my favorite character is Darcy. Hey yo, Darcy. (laughs) (laughs) What a bitch. You (laughs) missed it completely. How this was supposed to go? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of my girl or most of my readers are girls, which makes a lot of sense because of the genre. And so naturally, they would relate more to the female character of Darcy rather than the boy character of Bennett. Um, So it makes a lot of sense. So when I was writing the second book, I. I kind of took that into account of like, wow, people are watching Darcy closely. So that's yeah. good. That's good feedback mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. That was good. That's cool. Yeah. Um, now I was talking about, I was talking about writing my second book with Alana and I called it second album syndrome. And she just looked at me like, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> what even is that? Um, <laughs> but it's the idea of like trying to surpass your, <laughs> 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 this is why I like having a lot of hair because I get the real I get the looks and I get the whole feel of how that conversation would have gone I think I'm just here yeah. to hang is yeah. what's happening right now I'm just here to watch this whole dynamic so second album <laughs> syndrome is that pressure that you internally feel to mm-hmm. like follow up success with success you yeah. didn't mention that when you were talking about it but did that enter your mind at all like did you want the first trader to match um, the first book. Did you did you want it to surpass? Like, what what do we? Did you have those kind of metrics in mind? Well, it's a weird thing. Of obviously, you're still following the same characters, but it's a very different storyline. Yeah. And I remember that chapter. Okay, this is going to sound very strange to you guys who haven't read it, but chapter um, 
four, five, and six in the second book were the chapters I envisioned when I was writing the first book. Um, So I was writing the first book with these chapters in mind and with this big scene to come. Um, So I was really excited to write this. Um, And now I feel like I've gone away from your question. Yeah, you did, but please keep going. This is interesting. Yeah. Um, And so writing my second book, I was really excited to like jump into that because I finally got to write what I had been um, anticipating yeah right mm-hmm. for this whole yeah because it had just book. lived in my head while I was writing the first book but I knew it was coming um, so it was really hard to write the first book knowing that these chapters were going to happen um, and I had to to sit in in book one for a really long time like it was five years of sitting in the yeah. first book yeah and keeping this to yourself <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and I'm really <laughs> bad at secrets yes waiting for the big reveal yeah. so am I so am I so that must have been very challenging for you yeah I think that kind of actually does answer my question because I'm I'm talking about like success and like yeah. capitalism and shit, and you're just like, oh wow, man, creativity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I got I That's how got you take an that. answer. It's yeah. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> cool. You have like a bunch of notes. Do you want to? Yeah, you know how I roll no, I on this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm just giving you the space to co-host. You're wonderful. Yeah, um, I know. No, I like this. I like that we're roll- basically you started with the first question I had for myself as well is how you know how's book two been different? It's been a different experience in book one. So I like how we're going with this basically. Yeah. This is wonderful because you and I are on the same page. Can I say that? We're on the, we're vibing on the same yeah, page. <laughs> on the same page. Get it? With Get it? Author? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write that down. That was right off the off the, off the noggin here without without those book puns. Ryan, don't cut that out. <laughs> I know you want to, but don't. <laughs> That's amazing. No, but do, so do you have a question for? Yeah, we, yeah, but I want to, I, I do. I don't know if it, okay, we're just going to roll with it then because I don't want to stray from where we're going. Go for it. I mean, I'm, I'm, there's so many things um, <laughs> that I want to ask you about. Where to begin? Uh, yeah, but without, okay, so without straying from our flow or anything, um, you are, okay, so you're a couple weeks into now the release release of your book your second book um when's your next book signing oh my next book signing is that that's a good question um so langley indigo that's the langley location of langley indigo (laughs) they've been super supportive so we have one set up for november 26 which is the saturday i really hope i got that date Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, it's whatever mm -hmm. the last saturday is in november um so i'm so excited for that we're waiting for the books to come in it's gonna be so good because i'll have the first book and the second book there which is so exciting gotcha um yeah so i have a lot of people saving that date in my calendar their calendar not my calendar well i have it saved (laughs) in my calendar too because that would be awkward yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like i don't have the calendar in front of me so don't quote me on the 26th or anything but uh how 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 have they been going so far so like what is a really cool experience you've had with like a fan oh man okay so my first book signing was at the langley indigo again they've been so Mm -hmm. supportive um and it was cool to actually have uh, a fan come in who had already read the book so they weren't just coming in because they saw me on social media and they're like well I'll come in and get the book which is still awesome but they had read the book and they wanted to come in and get it signed and it was really like cool to hear because like I actually got to like hey what's your favorite part of the book and I got to like hear his answers and like talk to someone who like I envisioned while I was writing this book um okay good and it That's was cool yeah. to hear his answer because uh it was like 
when I was editing the first book, I remember these two chapters just kept on like, they were so annoying to edit and I was just getting so frustrated. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the editing, I'm like, okay, these chapters have to be in here. But I like I don't even know what I think of them anymore. And he, he was the first person to tell me that those were his favorite chapters. And I'm like, good. That's so that's cool. worth it when you get that kind of feedback. And and so that's where I was going with that is like, were you still kind of writing the second book? And then like, were you able to give a little bit of sort of insight as to what was still to come with these fans that were coming to see you? For book one so book one had already been finished it was yes. done editing or no book two was already done being written and edited by mm. the time i had done these book signings got it. um so it was a lot of like well it's coming soon type of okay. thing so they were like i was able to like build up antis- anticipation with Good. them and a lot of um give them little tidbits yeah. maybe yeah and that's cool that's I'm interesting like it's cool to get an outsider's perspective on your work mm-hmm. you know like because as you mentioned you know there's people who are picking favorite characters that you you know wouldn't necessarily recommend or yeah. whatever or um you know there's scenes that you're like that was a that was a pain in the in the mm-hmm. butt to write mm-hmm. and then it'd be like oh that was my favorite one yeah that's cool or just like seeing you know like with story um they're inserting themselves into your story and you, since you're not them you don't know where they fit but they found where they fit and they're telling you and that's got to be like a really mm-hmm. cool yeah. sort of I don't know. Just got to feel good, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really fun to actually talk to the readers. Because, like, while my friends and family are, like, super supportive, they're not the people I wrote this book for. I wrote right. this book for, like, 16-year-olds. Yeah. And so when these 16-year-olds actually interact with me, it's just, like, it makes it all worth it. Yeah, we don't write for our friends and family. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. I was waiting for that. I'm just playing. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm actually n- sorry, listeners to the podcast. I think now is a good time for me to just like rip the bandaid off. I'm not a nice person, and I don't know where y'all get this like misconception. I'm super fucking mean. <laughs> even as you say it, we can't take it seriously. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even take you seriously. Yeah, <laughs> you <run> <laughs> everybody. <laughs> we just passed our eleven year mark since our first date. I'd say yesterday. Yeah. It was yesterday, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say by this point in our lives, I think think I can say whether or yes. not you're a nice person. Yeah, you Wouldn't can it contest. be funny <laughs> if I just like pushed your tumbler off the table? Yeah, I would not be impressed. Like a cat? Yeah. 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 I feel like this is how supervillains are made. <laughs> I, okay, I wouldn't be impressed, but I also wouldn't be the most shocked. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. You're like, yeah. You are petty. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. We won't, yeah. <laughs> we can't argue. We're not going to lie here. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, RS. I'm a little jealous of you because every time I ask people like about my book, and I'm like, yo, what's your favorite poem? They just go, oh, I can't even choose. That's can't even choose. Fair. And then they just kind of walk away, and I'm like, "Well, I, just, I genuinely wanted some feedback." Oh like, man, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, oh man, I don't know if I can say this. I feel like it's a little <laughs> different because there's so many no, beautiful I, I poems know. in your book, whereas mm-hmm. I have like only so many scenes. So you got to pick a scene. So well, sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's that different. I just want to know. I just yeah. want to know. You know, like because I feel like one stood out to yeah to you. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like because. Like, not to make this all about me, but just joy and misery covers a broad mm-hmm. spectrum of emotions and situations and stories. 
they can't all have hit yeah. as hard as others. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like it would be a cool question of like, okay, I'm sorry for people who don't dog ear books. Um, this is like blasphemy. It'd be a cool question to see like, okay, which poem did you dog ear without even like blinking mm-hmm. at it? Because you just like, oh, I need to come back to this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll dog ear a book. <laughs> Not a novel though. Not a novel? Not a novel, but like a nonfiction. Yeah, it depends on the book. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, I've been using a, a pen as a bookmark for the last like oh. couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I know I'm Mm-mm. I'm out here just living. <laughs> I have bookmarks you could use. <laughs> I don't want your bookmarks. There's something about the pen that can just roll out at any time. Right, it's you lose your page. It's far too risky. Oh, it, it is. It You're living on the edge. Yet. Yeah, see, <laughs> but you, there's that moment. You That's what makes know. me a celebrity poet, bad it's, boy. It's true. Oh. Yes. <laughs> You said it right. You said it right. I'll get it one day. Yes. So um, when I was reading the the arc of Mm. the first trader, I I noticed um, my memories for shit. But I remember (laughs) like thinking to myself, like, wow, this is more. This is more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like every aspect of um, the field agent has Mm -hmm. been turned up. Mm -hmm. Like the dial's gone up. Yeah. It's like more cinematic it's more like like my review was me trying to sound professional but hey oh, this shit's a movie <laughs> but it was like yeah it's more intense it's more exciting it's more emotional like um did you have to go to like a deeper darker place emotionally to write the second book or were you just building off of what you'd already done yeah it's kind of interesting because again i i've said that like i me and Bennett go through a lot of similar things, obviously yeah. differently. Um, mm-hmm. But when I was dealing with my huge like spout of depression, yeah. that's when I started writing The Field Agent. Mm. And so um, when I was writing The First Trader, um, there was a lot of lingering sadness that I transferred over onto the pages. Yeah. Um, and it was just, you watch that movie Inside Out on Pixar? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, okay. Well, basically, there's like five emotions yeah. in the head, and it's like, yeah. okay, which ones are like navigating? And so I thought about which ones were navigating me at the time, and I'm like, whoa, these ones are also like navigating Bennett, and so like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of sadness at the forefront, and then anger right behind it, just because of everything that was going on. Um, have you read No Bad Parts by Robert Schwartz? No, I haven't. I'm gonna have to add it. Yeah, it's a nonfiction book. It's about like the IFS model of psychotherapy. Okay. And it might be it might be a useful tool if yeah. nothing else. Nice. I'll add it to my list. Yeah. I also listeners, I recommend that book, by the way. Cool. I don't do book talk anymore, but I recommend that book. Excellent. Not Put the audio book though. It's weird. <laughs> it's I feel like those same. types of books are like the books that you like write in and highlight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well I'm this is an aside, but the audio book they included like act act outs of sessions using this oh, model. Okay. So then they, you had voice actors playing different characters, whatever. And when you like voice acting, where there's no visual aspect to the performance, mm. you just have to overact mm-hmm. in order to draw people into what you're mm-hmm. doing. And I found that very annoying because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just trying to learn about this new model, or not new, but like this model of psychotherapy that's new to me Mm because i'm curious i don't really need to hear a woman like (laughs) weep yeah sounds like it would be distracting for what yeah you really want it to be for you yeah 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 yeah, that makes sense you have any questions for well it's i i love the idea that 
you're writing these books at different periods in your life, channeling different emotions and different things that mm-hmm. you're going through. And then that's how the characters develop and grow yeah. over time as well. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's also hard because I have to like reflect on like, because though I write writing it for like all 16 year olds, the first audience member was 16 year old me because yeah. um, there was no audience at the time. Yeah. Um, and so thinking about like what she needed to hear and that she didn't even know that the word de- depressed could describe yeah. herself. Right. Um, because that wasn't a regular vocabulary in her everyday living. Um, and so just trying to figure out like, what does she need to hear right now? So, yeah. I can see why you'd want to keep your timeline kind of tight as well, because like it must be challenging to keep that consistency too throughout as time passes in real life for you. Right. Did you, do you find that that might be challenging going on into the, as you continue the saga too? Yeah. Um, because I, when I was writing the second book, I was like at a huge, like angry, yeah. So obviously depression yeah. was at the front, but yeah. a huge like anger spout of like, so like to the point where like my parents are just like, you can stay in your office and write all day okay. if you want to, which okay. is, was great for me, but I needed to get through that book. And so I feel like I live a lot of my character's emotions, mm-hmm. which might not be like the healthiest thing as an author. <laughs> so it's, very invested. it's the <laughs> it's learning good. how to like differentiate myself yeah. from like what my characters are going through. Very interesting. Um, yeah, we'll see how that picks up for the third book um, because I already know his emotions going into that. Cool. So it's like, all right, let's make some tea and get into this. Okay, that's exciting. I have a lot of mutuals on TikTok that are authors because, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to break into book talk, gave up. Um, most of them seem to be pretty comfortable touting the fact that they are not well mm-hmm. mentally. So I think you're fine. Yeah, like, cool. You're, you're probably fine. That's all I'm saying. You're, like, you're in good yeah. company. Like, yeah. It's yeah. something to talk mm. about, and I'm yeah. totally like, yeah. Makes you funny. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. It gives you an edge. It's an edge. Yeah. It's part of the whole appeal. So <laughs> when you Looks say great. that depressed wasn't, like, in your vocabulary at 16, do you mean, like, you straight up didn't know the word? or? Well, I think I didn't know that, like, people could just, like, that was a state people could live in. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew you could be sad in a moment, but I didn't know that it was actually, like, an illness. Like that you, oh, okay. you needed to go get help for this. Um, because I remember I remember having my first panic attack, but like just thinking like, wow, that was a lot of crying. That was really weird. And then I remember having my second panic attack and I'm just like, oh, okay, this is repeatable. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Super. <laughs> great. Recurring. Um, yeah. So then, um, yeah, as I entered my young adulthood, it was, and things just started being talked about more. Mm-hmm. It was like, and I remember telling someone um, I was, I was crying in their office, um, a friend of mine, and I remember just blurting out, I hate people. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of like, okay, we're going to start going to counseling. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, people do that. And so I started going to counseling and it was the best. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of how I figured out that like, oh, these are, this is actually like something you have to get help for. And it's not just something that will go away on its own. Yeah, right on. Shout out to the friend. <laughs> um, he's great, super nice. The friend, scrawny. Okay. Just, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm with the audience. I represent the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's listening right now. Yeah, I just, just didn't want. Sure. I just didn't want to name them because. Uh, yes. 
you know, I don't want them to listen to this and then think, I got an inside track. I can get on this podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you haven't started writing the third one just yet. Is that correct? I've written five chapters and that's taken me about six months. So yeah, it's, it's tough sometimes. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. You, so in that, talking about creativity and mm-hmm. stuff like that, I don't remember if we ta- discussed this the first time you were on, on like the old yeah, feed I, or whatever. That's fine. Um, was it the old feed? Mm-hmm, it was. Yeah, okay. The old show. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but so sitting, there's people who can sit down to write and can just write. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then there's people who write when they feel inspired to write. Mm-hmm. Which are you? Um, so my inspiration is definitely just like, I'm doing life and something comes in my head and I'm like, oh, there's the whole concept. Now I just need to like write two sentences in my phone so I don't forget that concept and later I can sit down and write it. Um, And for me, I found, because I'm such a procrastinator, um, I found the line, I'm I'm not a physicist. Nope. What is that one? Psychic? No, not that. Psychic? Nope. Psychotherapist? Nope, it's scientific. I think that's the one. Uh, Things in motion stay in motion, whereas things at rest also stay at rest. So if I'm not writing in front of my keyboard, I'm not going to write. But if I like actually force myself in front of my keyboard and I start writing garbage, eventually something good will come out. Well, writing garbage is writing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So like I have to force myself to actually put like move my fingers. And then it's like the idea of like things in motion stay in motion and I could write for a, like a ridiculous amount of time until a bug crawls on my wall, which is what mm-hmm. stopped me the other day when you yeah. texted me. It stops me from doing anything. Yeah. So that was a bad day. <laughs> bad day. For all of us. I feel your pain. When the bug died. Oh, well. Well, that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no complaints here. I'm, you know, I'm not a big proponent of violence, but bugs can die. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Especially that grasshopper on TikTok. That thing can die so many times. Oh. That's why I don't spend a, that much time on TikTok. The one that's like the size of a cat? No. I don't like this. No, no. No, no. No, no. No, no. No, no. And you not bring out your phone. And it will stay that way. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. I would like. I have no words. No. Okay, so my <laughs> listeners, um, it's a grasshopper in Mexico. <sighs> I'm done. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like weird parts of my body are sweating now. <laughs> I can't. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we get back to this, normal uh, podcast podcast just became NSFW. <laughs> Super sexy. <time. laughs> Thanks to Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he is stripping. How sticky. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there spanning. <laughs> you took a break. Yeah, yeah, sure. Intermission. We're just like doo, doo, doo. I really hope the guy I hope the guy who um Got mad at me for having an OnlyFans creator on the show. Uh, is listening. <laughs> Honestly, you know what this feels like? This feels like we're in class and we're the kids at the back. And it's just <laughs> like, I love that. <laughs> That's what it feels you like. Clowns, shut up, That is the vibe. I don't know. So that writing process has been pretty slow. Would you, like, fair to say? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, how does that... And how does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. If you're actually asking that question, mm-hmm. really shitty because okay. my whole goal was to get one out every year. And I know 
I know the third not one isn't going to come out in a year's time. I know it's going to be a tiny bit longer. Um, and that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. because I'm also, I'm also giving myself grace to like work on other things instead of yeah. letting this one character rule my brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's is good. good and yeah. it gives you room to be like, it's, I think it's just good for yeah. you as an artist. And yeah. honestly, like 15 months, 18 months, like what happened? Yeah. You know, cause it's not like people don't have other things to read. They'll remember like yeah. the ones that are going to come back are going to come back. They exactly. can reread mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah. Exactly. And then, like, I forget her name, but the woman who wrote the children of blood and bone. Um, so it was like, it was, Big on black book talk, which I guess you're not part of. <laughs> I can picture the book cover. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, eh. But anyways, yeah. Um, I think the, the, the first two in the series came out like boom, boom, yeah. boom, just like you. And then it, uh, uh, the, the second one came out in 2019, and there's been no word about the third one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And also, uh, if you were going to... Uh, if you were going to read Children of Virtue and Vengeance and you don't want my opinions or <laughs> any spoilers, uh, skip ahead like <laughs> a minute. Um, she ends it in the worst kind of cliffhanger. <laughs> like what a middle finger <laughs> to the readers. Oof. And I, and then waits like three years. I'm like, you're oh. an asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah. I should like you because you're a black woman, but like, you're a dick. <laughs> like for real. Like I'm. I I hate this woman because mm-hmm. it's like bad storytelling, and then you wait three years to like fix your mistakes. Okay, so that's um, how you're feeling. That's mm-hmm. how you're seeing it. Because isn't that like for me? That's like anticipation. And maybe she did no. such a good job that you're like, I can't fucking wait this if long. Like, what the fuck? Years is a long. That's a. Time. That's okay, a here's the thing. That, like, okay, I'm gonna keep going. So, like, if you end a cliffhanger by setting up the next thing, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, you end with a cliffhanger by totally. Un, like leaving everything that you've spent the last two books building up to yeah. completely unresolved. Okay. Like basically like get, you are about to get to the climax and then something happens. And now we're like, we don't know what's going on. See ya. Like that's shitty storytelling. Okay. Right. Cause like my favorite book, mm-hmm. the fires of vengeance, mm-hmm. they sit, there's a cliffhanger right there. It was like, mm-hmm. Oh damn. This legendary race of monsters just arrived on our shores. End of the book. I'm okay. like, I can't wait. There it is. Yeah. Okay. I'm gotcha. like, that's dope. But it's like everything that they had been setting up yeah. was resolved. Yes. Okay. You know, but a cliffhanger, a cliffhanger that, that, that almost like takes the place of resolution of the story is shitty. Yeah. Right? Like that was like, Okay, so Pirates of the Caribbean 2. <laughs> I was Kay. just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> they, but they resolved mm-hmm. it and then set up a cliffhanger. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Yeah. But if they had just been like, <laughs> like if it was unresolved, so like for some reason Jack Sparrow escapes the monster. Right. But also Davy Jones doesn't get, like, so there's no resolution to the story. Yeah. And then they set up something else out of left field, like, 
oh, by the way, we're not even worried about Davy Jones anymore because there's this other dude yeah. who's, like, even grosser looking yeah. for some mm-hmm. reason. So you're like, who's this now? And yeah, because he's and made entirely gotcha. of barnacles. Yeah. I'd be mm-hmm. like, no. Nah. <laughs> or giant grasshoppers. <laughs> giant Ooh. grasshoppers, yeah. No, okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a giant <laughs> grasshopper. Yeah, that would ruin everything for me. So, but, yes, gotcha. Oh. But, uh, so, they'll come back, right? The readers will come back. You know? Yeah. Like, Mine are probably going to have to wait like two years <laughs> from right. now. So it's oh. going to be like seven years. <laughs> um, and I think it's really funny because like the people in my life have the ability to ask me um, what happens in the third book. And <laughs> yeah. I just tell them, which is so bad. So <laughs> oh certain my. people, I'm just like, do you really want to know? Do so you really want to know? Is this where we can get this out of her? No, no, not on here. <laughs> that, was that again? No, okay. That's, yeah. fair, 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 fair. That's yeah. like that TikTok sound. You're a tough cookie. Yeah. All right. You want to know? I'll tell yeah. You. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Everything goes back to TikTok. I gave like, uh, <laughs> shout out Amy and Angus. I gave them advanced reader copies. They're like little 11 and 12 year olds. Um, Fantastic. They're like super advanced readers. They're so awesome. Anyways. Um, they read the second book and then Amy comes up to me and she's just like, so what about, what, what about this for the third book? And I'm like, oh, here, let me tell you. Fantastic. <laughs> so it was real bad. That's funny. So I'm, I always joke that like, oh, if Hollywood ever wants to make my books into movies, they have like six hours to like publicize <laughs> it to the world because. For you do? <laughs> yeah, seriously. You ruin or it they're going to have to like steal all of my like social medias. Isn't that like Tom Holland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Tom Holland. Holland. They'll put you on lockdown. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. That's going to be the thing that keeps you from getting the deal. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. I literally like, not even tell you when they're going to publish it. They're yeah. just like, just did it and then it's, it's out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't have no idea. I've been DMing uh, one of my TikTok followers, um, supporters, reader, friend, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so they know a, like a little bit about my fiction piece. Oh, yeah. And they've already picked their favorite character. And I'm like, I, I haven't told them what happens, but I'm just like, <laughs> I just want you to know. <laughs> That I'm really sorry. Oh, no. And she's like, I feel like I know you well enough to know that you're not actually sorry and that you're taking some sort of enjoyment out of, <laughs> out of my misery. And I'm like, ah, like <laughs> a little, but I am sorry. Yep. But I think that's really cool that you can, you both are <laughs> y- using this to involve your fans and your, and your people, right? Yeah. These like these, these fans of yours that get let in on these tiny little secrets. You can be mm-hmm. like, okay, but you got to keep it to yourself. Yeah. Little, little Amy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You're part I mean, of I it. I see now. you at Christmas dinner. I'll yeah. Know you'll you. know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be like me and yeah. tell everyone. <laughs> but it's, I think that you can work that to your advantage. That could be part of the, the, the brand building and the like this is how the author does things yeah. she picks her like picks my favorites and tells <gasps> the secrets that's cool so where are we at with your notebook yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so let's get real go for it i'm all about okay so we're talking about social media yeah you have um established yourself as an advice giver <laughs> yes i guess on social mm-hmm. oh, i think so shit. i think that that has worked awesome for you Kind of. Yeah. It's your. It's 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 cool because it's a different side of you being an author. I think that's really cool that you found a niche way to connect with people. Yeah, it's like an interesting one of like the balance of people think I'm telling them what to do, and I'm just like, uh, no, I'm only trying to spark an idea in you. So like, if this doesn't work for your novel, you can throw it right out the yeah. window. I'm not here to cause an argument. You can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like you can keep scrolling. Can I quote you on that? 
Yeah, you can. Go cool. for it. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. how we advertise this yeah. no, episode. No, no, I love that. No, um, it was just like something that I've been thinking about because I'm also an advice giver. I just give different mm-hmm. advice. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, is that like a lot of people will be like, I disagree. And I'm right. like, that's, that's fine. <laughs> it's like by, by default, my advice is not prescriptive and same with you. It's like mm-hmm. your advice is not prescriptive. Like if it doesn't work or doesn't yeah. feel good, like it's not for your book. It. Everything's different. Yeah. Or like if this isn't going to, if this, if my mental health advice is actually going to cause you mental anguish, don't do it. Yeah. You know, like if you're like, no, I need to be alone and I don't want to be a part of a community that hurts <laughs> me. It's like, all right, like I can't force yeah. you. Yeah. It's you a know, terrible it's like, thing. I scrolling. don't want to unpack my toxic masculinity. It's like, all right, be shitty. Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, I mean, I care, but. <laughs> I but care. also. But also, like, but also I can't, can't make you. can't force them, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm just out here, like, we're just trying to spark ideas and yeah. you know, cultivate creativity, cultivate compassion. Yeah. Just get people to think about things in a different way. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. remind them, too, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. You know, because some of the stuff that I say is not. They're not hot takes. It's genuinely just like, hey, Casey forgot. Mm, I think you already know. Yeah. But yeah. like have forgotten about need a reminder. I started I started a lot of videos with like, hey, quick self-love reminder. And those tanked. So I stopped oh. doing that. Mm. Those are some of my faves. Very interesting. I think maybe though social media is also a place for discussion and maybe mm-hmm. people take that as an opportunity to put something on the table and maybe that's, you know, not always what we're looking for when mm-hmm. we're offering inspiration because yeah. that's kind of just all you're doing is mm-hmm. going, hey, like this helped me or maybe it'll help you or mm-hmm. I thought, I, I learned this the hard way. Maybe you can, whatever it might <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah, I, th- I guess like the difference between a conversation and an argument is like slim Mm. or like there's Arguing, a subtle hey, straight yeah. where there's it can go just kind of re- hating yeah. Yeah. it can go downhill quickly on yeah. social media yeah, well because a lot of people aren't there like they don't give a fuck about you right like they just want to hurt that's so weird someone. to me yeah why wouldn't they just keep it's like scrolling they just want yeah. they want to be right you know yeah. and they want to be like and you're wrong oh what was that statistic Yikes. i think it's like humans are eight times more likely to complain Ooh. Oh, fair. Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And five times more likely to say nothing than say something positive. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Like some sort of stat about right. reviews. Yeah. And especially like um, we're talking about TikTok. You know, that's a space where both of us like kind of have the most followers yeah. or whatever. Like you have more than me, but that's where we do our thing. Mm hmm. That's a very hostile social media environment. Like, I have to stop telling Alana the things <laughs> mm-hmm. that people say to me because it oh, stresses her stresses out. Yeah, no, that's probably really rough. I just, I can't handle it. Yeah, no. they're, they're mad at me today. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, because of the ducks? No, no, no. I love those ducks no. so much. If you guys haven't seen this, go on TikTok and Fantastic. look up the ducks. Okay, got Sorry, it. Because of the ducks. <laughs> Can I quote you on that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I love ducks. No, because I, I do too. I did a video where I like made a stitch where it was like, what's an opinion you have that will piss some people off? Mm. And my opinion was most people who say, nobody cares about men's mental health also don't care about men's mental health. Mm. Cause if they did, they'd be doing something about it, but they don't cause they don't care. Yeah. And so right. I've got a lot of men just being <laughs> like, well, all therapy is just catered to women. So like, why would we even try? 
Oof. Like maybe we're just drained because life is hard. It's like do you not think life is hard uh, for other genders, dog? Like, yeah. Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Also, also like, like cisgendered men of all the genders, <laughs> your life is the easiest. I'm jealous to me. You know? Yeah. The, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Cisgendered I men. still wouldn't want to be one. Oh no, no it sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. But also, what's that like? Yeah. <laughs> Being at the top of the food chain. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, don't. I don't want to know. So, uh, so, so, yeah. getting back to <laughs> social media yeah. and my wonderful advice giver over here. Uh, what's a really cool, like, oh, just. Her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, we'll get D. back to you later, Dee. Um, I have so much to learn from both of you. Um, my social media journey as well but uh what's a cool what's something that stands out for you that's been a cool experience with one of your like maybe tiktok followers or or on insta something cool that gets you through maybe the tough shit or the the times that it can be a pain in the ass and you know discouraging yeah it's okay definitely every single time i see a comment that says you're the reason i keep writing or you're the reason i'm working on my book that's just like okay this is all worth it. I will keep doing this even if the next video only gets like 300 views. That's totally fine because that one person just like made my whole Spread week. Spread the good love. Yeah. Told you that you're you're inspiring them, keeping yeah. them going. And that at the book signing, there was a that person was from TikTok, right? Who came and saw you, wasn't it? Who came to because they read your book and they wanted to get it signed by you. Yeah. Wasn't that person like from TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, was this, am I getting this right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you my yeah. circling back correctly great so, but my absolute favorite followers are the ones that um go on like try and like hunt me down almost so like there's a contact form on my website and it's yeah. super easy <gasps> and so oh. there's some people that actually like email me because they know that's the best way to like actually get in touch with me and okay. then there was this one kid that I helped out with his school project and Whoa. I had to like be his mentor so cool. for his project. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of pressure. This is like your school grade. This is important. <laughs> um, and it's like really cool. Cause like That's so now cool we have you. this like school's over for him, but we still have his back and forth going. And it's like, I get to like see his work and how he's progressing. And so this was like grade 12 fan of your like do you like school's over as in like he's oh no school like school it was the summer it? Oh, like okay, type thing anyways <laughs> um, like is he a dad no, yeah. he's not a dad. this guy yeah but he's <laughs> gone on to like do things Let's, okay but gotcha. now it'll be really cool because i'm like oh okay i'm like i'm rooting for this kid like i want to see him like oh, surpass me type of deal That's so, so cool. it's really cool to be able to like watch these and like wow yeah i can like call like call this person by name kind of yeah thing. and you watch them grow like they're watching you grow yeah so it's cool, cool. I love that. Yeah. So I'm feeling joy. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is all oh, about. This is so wholesome. Yes. Yes, I agree. Good. That's cool. That's amazing. I, other than, you know, so I'm all about the fun. Yeah. <laughs> I bring the party. <laughs> so, you know, other than your, your book signing that's going to be coming up next month, do you think about other cool events or ways that you can tie things together for your Fans doing other things, meeting them some other way. Like, do, do you ever show. think about stuff? Like, so, so, okay, I'm honestly, it's with D's show in my head. Yeah. This is the last time I was here. Ooh, like a book reading? Like, let, let's talk events, man. Cool. Yeah. Should yeah. I be a, your event manager? Because <laughs> I bring the party. 
So first off, I have like the worst book reading voice ever. So, <laughs> okay. um, but and also it's Bennett's point of view. It's a guy's yes, point of view. I yes. don't want to be reading like his stories yeah, yeah. and masses. Mm-hmm. But I've mm-hmm. always thought like, man, I should just hop on and do a TikTok live and just read like chapters one, two, and three of the Field Agent. Yeah, why not? Because like if, people would love yeah, that. Yeah, I've like. There was someone on TikTok playing the piano on a live and I like put it on while I worked on a book. Like that's amazing. That's it's cool. weird what yeah. the internet can do now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like other authors who write novels and mm-hmm. stuff like that, they're doing events where they just like pull up at a bookstore or yeah. library or whatever and somebody interviews them and then you like do field a Q&A and stuff like that with people, yeah. like fellow writers and yeah, stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. So you can do events like that, no problem. And then you can do TikTok lives and there's mm-hmm. other ways to engage with readers and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, you know. Yeah. But you don't don't, don't perform the book. That would be <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Performing the book. No, do you. I could do reenact you. all the scenes. Do the theatrics that D hates so much, yeah. right? <laughs> be the woman weeping. Oh, man. Do it. I won't come. Yeah. <laughs> I won't um, it's really funny because when I wrote this book, I didn't... I, like, again, 13 to 18-year-olds, that's my target audience. Someone... Uh, so Amy, who's 12, she read them and she came up to me and she's like, they're a little violent. And I'm like, oh, dang, <laughs> I guess they are. Um, so there's like uh, to reenact that would be terrible. Oh, it'd be fun. I mean, you'd have he to like, some acting I'm in. <laughs> Do you need actors to help you? I'm here for you. <laughs> All right. So everybody keep your eyes up for the field agent, the Agent Bennett saga on Broadway. <laughs> yes. Oh, are there going to be songs? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Agent <laughs> Bennett musical. Agent Bennett musical. Oh man. I am so down for this. You've already thought about who would be the actors in your movie. Oh yeah. Zaf. Wait, have you? Well, okay. Way back when when I first started uh writing this book, yeah, okay. um, I wanted I wanted to be, you know how like in like <laughs> FBI and CIA type stuff, they have like portfolios. So I wanted to be super cool and make all like make all the agents portfolios with like their like pictures and don't laugh at me D. This is like video so game shit though. And this so, is like, GoldenEye. They're like their age and their height and their birthday and their eye color and like what they like to eat. That kind of <laughs> they like to eat. Naturally. Walks also, on the beach. Their hobbies. Yes. And so I like printed off pictures. So like I clearly saw these people as the characters yes, going you through. Did. Um well yeah. and okay so when but so many people expect i i heard word on the street is that when they meet you they expect you to have some kind of fbi background too right oh yeah. my goodness i was at a book signing and someone <laughs> picked it up and it's like wow are you an ex-fbi agent and i'm like uh-huh. do i look like an ex-FBI agent? Yes. in new york city yes yeah. i'm so cool my favorite one was when i stopped by <sighs> your book signing and someone thought i was you Yep. They like <laughs> clear eye contact yeah. with you, like ignored me. Yeah, like, and I was off to the side. <laughs> like you're sta- you're sitting at the table signing the books, and then this person <laughs> just starts asking me about it. It's like, wow. So like, how's it feel to be an author? And I'm like, oh, my book's not in this. Store. Yeah, you're like, like I'm, <laughs> yeah. what? How'd you know? Oh, yeah. And then some, and I thought that was like pretty fun. I was like, because in my head, it's like. Obviously, they just saw a name yeah. and are as twelves like that. That's pretty neutral. Yeah, so it is. I very, get it. it. Is. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, do y'all really look at me and think twelves? <laughs> really? Yeah, am I a twelve? Really? Like, Something super Welsh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then someone else thought I was your bodyguard, which I thought was 
pretty funny. I'm like, she's taller than me, but all right. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm tall if you can't tell by the voice. <laughs> I like how you made it deeper. Sultry. Wait, are you, you actually taller? No. I think I am. Am I not? No, we're the exact same height. Oh, well, I just slouch. I wear heels. Yeah. You do. Yeah. So tall. So tall. I try. Well, I remember because you could reach all the high spots of the shop. <laughs> yeah, get all the dust. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I need Change a the light bulbs. <laughs> Guys, that. I'm useful. Yeah. How are we doing with so. your notes? Good, actually. We're on. We're on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do you make so much fun of me? Because I have a notebook. Who's was that very was that very not really brave of me to say? Who's making funny? Good, good. I love your do notebook. You love me? Do you love it? I love <laughs> your notebook. <laughs> I'm so, no, we're, no, we're a genuine very question. Good. Who's making fun of you? <laughs> you are now. Am I? <laughs> but you couldn't tell. Yeah. Am I? Good. I don't know. Are you? No. I don't know. I feel, uh, like, are you? I feel like it's turned into yeah, that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're as, a, as somebody who's watching it unfold. No, I was genuinely checking in. I was trying to bring us back on track. You're wonderful. No, this is great. Also, I love where these questions all end up and take us. So that's, the whole, that's the whole fun of it. Uh, RS, we talked about therapy for you and how, you know, writing the books is therapy and, and, and how that mm-hmm. goes for you emotionally. Um, what's on your current list of Goodreads that maybe is? Good question. Oh, man. Do you have show notes? Because I want those things in oh there. Man. <laughs> My Goodreads is like really sad right now. So I'm like, no one look at it. Um, because it's like um, leadership in the age of anxiety and like oh. leading up kind of That's thing. so good for you. So, That's good though. Yeah. Professionally, right? I feel like that makes yeah, sense. And like a system to nerve, which is like a super like heavy book where I read a paragraph and I'm like, ooh, I think I understood a word in that paragraph. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's that's a long read. Mm-hmm. But challenging, and that's what growth is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's really cool for you. Yeah. And therapeutic, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Okay. Um, it's interesting to read, like, a bunch of people's different stance yeah. on, like, anxiety and stuff, and, like, kind of, like, almost picking and choosing of, like, no, that doesn't describe me. Oh, wait, that's a bit of me. Okay. Oh, plus but that, that one. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And we're talking about, like, uh, genographs right now and like family systems and okay. um, family patterns and like the thing that um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah Ooh. I hit something <laughs> no sorry I was about to be like oh are you reading it didn't start with you as well oh. and I was just like <laughs> no I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry no it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> yeah but anyways so like looking into like family history and patterns and like yeah. oh okay like mental health runs in my family so like mm-hmm. one I'm not alone and two this isn't my fault so like I don't like I don't wear it like that. It's yeah. more like, oh okay, these things are happening to me, happening to me. Like let's figure out the tools I need to Ooh. like Absolutely. live with this and 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 move forward. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're happening to you. They aren't you. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like we identify with our feelings and our illnesses pretty heavily. It's just like in on a like linguistic level. Like I am depressed. Mm-hmm. You know. Not, I'm dealing with depression. Mm-hmm. I am depressed. Like right. that's what a lot of people default to, and it's it's like a subtle difference. And some people call that semantics, but I think it's actually like language is powerful. Yeah, no, it absolutely. Is, Words have power. Absolutely, mm-hmm. they'll change your entire mindset on something, right? Mm-hmm. And I've dealt with a lot of that too, on having things not define me and having to try to separate. Mm-hmm. those things oh, mm-hmm. totally who i am and where that comes from and why that's triggering all that stuff well, so that's the power to change your life absolutely right? so yeah. i think that's amazing for you yeah that's well, ongoing therapy that we all need mm-hmm. um 
Okay. I like that because that's real. That's real stuff. That's yeah. right. Very real life. Um, I have a ton on my TBR pile. Like my TBR pile is like filling up a room here. <laughs> I just hope I get to it one day. So is it all like it's not all nonfiction like that? Though. Oh, no. My t- my yeah. my TBR pile is more f- is fiction. Okay. These are just things that I'm like, hey, I think I need to read these books right now. Yeah. Priority. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. who would be and perhaps this is you guys touched on this during your, you know, cause you're returning, mm-hmm. returning to the podcast. And so forgive me if this has already been covered, but wh- who's like always been an inspired author for you. Ooh, this one's my favorite and it's Allie Carter. Um, okay. Oh yes. Yeah. Just very, um, I picked up her books in high school, probably as I was like on my way out of high school and I probably should have picked them up a lot earlier. And she just has like a really cool perspective of like, she started off writing this Gallagher girl series, which is like an all girls school and they become spies or like trained to do these things. And so that's obviously very influential in my writing. But I also love that she like, saw past that and so for her next book series she's like well let's like look on the flip side of like people saving the world well what about a book about like a group of thieves and I'm like and of course these are all teenagers and I love teenagers taking over the world and like changing things and like doing good absolutely Um, so yeah Ali Carter is definitely my like top of my list I like that very cool yeah I can see that in you I can see the type of inspired author you're you you are being for your fans so I think that's really wonderful you're welcome love (laughs) you But like, you can find stories at any age, and if it speaks to you, it speaks to you. Yeah. Right? Like it doesn't. You don't have to be like a teenager to Mm-mm. resonate with a, a teen piece of media, right? Because, mm. like, I have one of my mentors, Adam. Uh, he started. He watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. He was forty-two. Oh, cool. There you go. And it fucked him up like he yeah because he you know he was like i'm like a better person for that show was kind of his mm-hmm. his sign off and i was like it's like yo you're way behind homie like, <laughs> i've seen that thing like Where have you been? Times yeah. this year. Show. it's so, so good. good yeah i love that show yeah get emotional every time i think about it <laughs> cabbages <laughs> anyways that okay, so that actor <laughs> is so funny. Guess I'll be thirty-seven when I come <laughs> around to that show. Oh, so he was like, okay, okay guess so. Yeah, we're doing after this. No, yeah, I also have a notebook write to down. write my yeah. notes. After the last Airbender, Airbender got show. Yeah, now I hear you talk about it a lot, so I got to jump on. Yeah, the that actor, he had no idea that he'd be coming back. <laughs> yeah, because he was he's playing like four characters in the first episode he ever shows up in. Okay, and then they just kept calling him back to do my cabbages uh, and leave genius oh. uh, he needs a t-shirt i hope he has a t-shirt oh there's so many my cabbages oh t-shirts. no like i hope he has a t-shirt with like like he wears he? the cabbage t-shirt oh yeah he, yeah he has to i know it's so good to. his i forget all of it but his filmography is crazy <laughs> oh i forget bet all of it. like he's he's actually like a super talented like voice actor now i'm gonna go home and look him up yeah he's dope he was on Dante Basco and uh, I forget the other Janet Varney's podcast, Braving the Elements, where they watch Avatar: The Last Airbender okay. and like they interview voice actors and the creators of the show, and uh, they had him on. They had the Cabbage Guy on <laughs> for an episode. Guy. Episode it was dope. So good. Yeah, shout out Dante. Um, and the Cabbage. Thank All you over for the world. thank you for uh, <laughs> founding the Poetry Lounge. Changed my life. Also, thank you for playing Rufio. <laughs> that didn't change my life, but it added something to it. 
You have a cool voice. <laughs> he's not going to listen. Like, it's fine. I can say whatever I want to Donnie Vasco. <laughs> he's, not, he's never going to listen. Oh, no? man. I'm going to hit his DM so hard of like, you need to hear <laughs> this. Up, yep. That's so funny. Hey, just <laughs> check out this episode, maybe like minute 62. No, it's not true. Minute 58. I'm trying to do the math of how yeah. much needs yeah. to be cut out. <laughs> yeah. like, it's a lot more than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Minute 24. What up, y'all? It's Sunshine, Executive Director of Nerdy Shit here at Don't Fret. Just checking in to let you know we are at minute 55 with 54 seconds and 699 milliseconds. So, Dante, if you're listening, thanks for changing both our lives. Now back to the show. <laughs> Sorry. 100%. Shortest okay. podcast yeah. episode. Well, there's like five off. minute podcasts out there. No, you like of really? yours. Oh, What's yeah, the shortest um, you've ever done? I think 17 minutes. Okay. No. I like okay. it. Okay. I, I can hated beat that. It. Okay. I mean, usually Too when short? I look at podcasts, if it's anything less than 30, I won't listen to it. Oh. Until, that to me I, sounds I like get into it. Really? Yeah. I I'm like, I like, that sounds appealing to me because I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> so I want sometimes like, I'm like, I want like an episode. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. you're all in. Yeah. Oh, so like, I just didn't like, I think it's more like, I didn't like the actual episode mm. in and of itself. Like mm-hmm. I have wanted to do short solo episodes on this show, but no one listens to them. Like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> literally okay. three plays, but like when you're on, there's 30. Right. So it's like, why would I even what, like why why bother right you know even when i had patreon no one was listening to the content that i was making there so i was like why am i doing this okay you know for yeah. eight dollars a month mm-hmm. fuck this <laughs> so but when it comes to like listening my favorite one of my favorite podcasts they're like two and a half hours long okay wow i love Whoa. it shout out arnaldo and Berto. films from the phantom zone dope it's amazing like one of the wow such a good podcast can you listen to podcast episodes like while you're working yeah that's oh, that's, that's exactly mm-hmm. why yeah. right that's so, great then because like music only gets me so far when i'm doing my day job right, right. like because i don't fucking care about fine apples or whatever um <laughs> that's driving stuff but yeah. like, Got it. when i'm at work i just like i'm by myself or i'm with absolute like yeah like my only co-worker is 17 years old he's a nice kid <laughs> but i just don't have much to say to him mm-hmm. because he's not the type of kid that i work with when i'm working for vancouver poetry house right, right. so it's like we'll talk a little bit you know like he'll tell me about what modifications he's doing to his truck mm-hmm. he'll ask me a couple of questions about like girl trouble whatever and then i'm like I end girl trouble oh sorry his girl trouble not yours <laughs> <laughs> so <deep. laughs> Something you want to tell, tell me about, to me that about wife, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with you, D? The seventeen-year-old child. <laughs> this turned into a different podcast. <laughs> I love that Elena's here. Anybody else with me? Like, that's great. <laughs> All right, couple session. Like, Hold up. Creative <laughs> um, <laughs> <of> conversation. <laughs> I was like, he asked you what your girl trouble. Well, yeah, okay, so like a well, little, yeah. but more like, have you ever dealt with blank? Okay, that like, makes sense. Hey, you're thirty. Advice. Yeah, like, hey, you're thirty. <laughs> I guess that's You've okay. been through more of life than I have, 
And also, you seem smarter than most 30-year-olds. What do you have to say about this situation I'm in? That kind of shit. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Good answer, D, to your wife. Good answer. So I queue up like four or five podcast episodes. Yes. And I'll just like listen to them. But like, or like, it, it could be like six episodes, but films from the Phantom Zone, they're like two and a half hours long. So I just do like two or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they, so they watch, they review and, and analyze old comic book movies. It's so like the Ninja Turtles from the 90s, the Tim Burton mm-hmm. Batman movies and stuff. Yep. Yes. And like in excruciating detail. Very good. But I like all those movies. Yeah. Or I've never heard of these movies, and by the end of the episode, I'm like, I got to go watch it. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, yeah. So, like, the, they did four of the Ninja Turtle movies, so there was just one day in, de- like, last December, I just queued up all four Ninja Turtle movies and was like, nice. this is my day. Mm-hmm. Just boom. It was just nothing but Ninja Turtles, and I was living <laughs> my best that's life. That's a good day. Because it's like, finally, people who fucking get it. Yeah, exactly. You found no more people. of these normies, okay? <laughs> Finally, someone who understands art, yeah, storytelling. That's what right. other stories do you want to tell, Arnold? <laughs> Good segue. That is that's great. hilarious. Anyways, um, yeah, I want to keep going with the young, or the YA genre. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's just what I love. Um, but I, I, sorry, quick question, just on yeah. that: Is YA a genre or is it like an age group? Because it both. Okay, like, so is, is YA a genre in and of itself? And then within that genre, you have YA like, fantasy, YA thrillers, horror, blah, da, 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 da. I mean, I, I would say yes, but I'm sure there's going to be people out there that's going to yeah, be Yeah, but like, I'm asking you. Yeah, I would say Don't yes. Don't want to discuss this. Because, like, <laughs> if, like, someone starts off, like, telling me about a book that's, like, not starting off with YA, I'm like, what's the point of this book? Oh, well so then like, why then don't read my book <laughs> for young adults? I have grown up a bit. I picked up, I picked up The Martian and I'm like, whoa, like adult books are fun. And I picked up the hundred year old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. And I'm like, oh my goodness, my okay. life has changed. I have a novella that you should check out. Okay, sick. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I got two and they're dope. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like starting to like I don't even call it maturity because like you read those books and like I think you open up the Martian and the first sentence is like fuck and I'm like this is the best <laughs> yeah. this is what I look for sure um but sorry yeah. back to like what I yeah like so like you've you've covered spies you're covering spies because mm-hmm. the saga isn't over but I imagine you either are branching out now or you're you've designed to branch out and do other things I'm just curious like you're gonna Dabble in horror, sci-fi, yeah. like high fantasy, I mean, urban I, fantasy, like what's happening? I have mad respect for those authors that like create this world and then um, that's the only world they stay in um, and they just mm-hmm. like go into different like time periods within this world and that's super cool, but that's just not who I am. Um, yeah. I don't want to get stuck as the spy novel writer. I mean, right now I'm absolutely loving it. I can't picture my life without Bennett right now. Um, but I would love to break into fantasy and dystopia, two different, not together. Um, so yeah, I know what you're um, So there's like things I'm working on and things I need to be patient for. Um, these characters are living in my head and sometimes I have to tell them to like, hey, calm down, it's not your turn just yet. Yeah. Um, and that's really hard. Cause some of them have like really wiggled their way into my heart and like, Oh, I feel for your story and I feel for where you're going. And I just want to put it down on paper. 
um, but the time's not ready. Yeah. V.E. Schwab kind of talks about, like, she's, like, this massive idea stove, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah. those things that you're describing, she calls it, like, gathering ingredients, and she just, like, puts them on the back burner and let them, like, simmer mm -hmm. until she's, like, really ready to mm -hmm. like, really cook. Yeah, because there'll be, like, random moments yeah. in the day of, like, like whether I see something or whether just a thought comes in my head or whether someone says something, I quickly, totally. like, jot it down in, like, the certain section in my, like, notes app of, like, under the theoretical book title of yeah. whatever yes. thing I'm thinking of. So I do have lots of stuff saved up for it and it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens when I sit down. I have like random notebooks with like, that are just earmarked for you know, like this book, this book. And then there's like a part of my notes app that has like some like vampire stuff. <gasps> I love that okay. so much. Yeah. Anyways. I'm into vampires now, though. I'm trying to keep cool because, like, the love of my life is Twilight. But yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you reconcile that? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like the fact that it's like it, it, this is a genuine like um, on TikTok and yeah. stuff like that. We've been talking a lot about separating the art from the artist and stuff like that. So you know, you talk about like there's you've got these devout Harry Potter fans who oh. are trying to really reconcile the fact that they are queer. Or trans, but also yeah, yeah. JK Rowling yeah. is an immense yeah. bigot. And that's like an extreme example. But then you go to Twilight and, and Stephanie Myers overtly racist towards indigenous people, appropriates their stories, and then misrepresents indigenous people. Um, and I, I'm not saying like, hey, how are you going to prove to me that you're not a shitty oh, person? Right. Yeah. I'm saying like, where do you land on separating the art from the artist? Well, it's... That's an interesting one because like, oh gosh, the art is also shit. Um, so like, I think I just have a profound love for it because it's the first book series that made me fall in love with reading. But when I was, how old were you? I, I was grade Don't eight. Don't ask me. Sorry. <laughs> Don't even talk to me. When I was like 13. Yeah, when right? I was 13 yeah. and reading these books, I was so naive that I, yeah. I just saw you this love know. story. Yeah. yeah. And then... Um, and then it got like put on the back burner. And then once like people started saying things, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense oh. about those things yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah. So well, and then yeah. there's like the purity culture propaganda. Oh and yeah. All that bullshit. The so Mormon. Just, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just curious, you know, like where you were landing on, like, how do you navigate that? Because, you know, like we all have yeah. problematic mm -hmm. people who have influenced us, whether mm -hmm. we liked it or mm -hmm. not. Right. Like. So like me as a as a poet, spoken word artist, and like rapper, I can't deny that Kanye has mm. had a, a direct and indirect influence on me because my two favorite rappers are Kid Cudi and Childish Gambino, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they are deeply influenced yep. by Ye. But also, Ye, like old Ye, also yes. influenced. Like you can hear it in my poem "Behind the Clouds." Yeah, it's like, oh, that guy really liked graduation. Kind yes, of thing, you know. Um, yes. Uh, or like as a comedian, like Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Fuck, we want to go know? back there. Bill Cosby, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite TV dad. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. Though, yeah. Right? So it's like everyone's that. trying to navigate that kind of stuff. You know, like uh, I've heard people kind of question whether or not. I think this one's ridiculous. Mm. I'm just gonna preface this. I think it's stupid. Mm. Um, but there's people who've been like, I don't know if I can watch The Fresh Prince anymore. Oh God. <laughs> because Will Smith assaults uh, people randomly and i'm like wasn't that random mm -hmm. yeah. and if anybody like i i still think chris rock deserved it like that's just me but i also hate chris rock 
I always have. Okay. Like, I don't think violence is the answer. No. But it did make me really happy to watch him get smacked. <laughs> like, violence is not the answer, and it's wrong. <laughs> but, but I did watch that clip, like, 12 times. <laughs> yeah. He's a bad person. Like, he's... He's Candace Owens with a sense of humor, mm. you know, like yeah. he gives out the N word pass to people who abuse it. Yeah. And like one, you can't give that pass away to like, like, I, I, and he's tight with Seinfeld, a pedophile. Like He's like, he's a bad person. Mm-hmm. So he can get smacked. I don't care. <laughs> so navigating, separating the art from the art. And like, as an artist, yeah. do you feel is that like. Do you think that your art can be separated from yours? It's so it's such a love story to yourself, and like Bennett parallels a lot of your own journey. Yeah, I mean, minus like I don't know how to use a taser or anything. Um, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I think a lot of it is that like just being like open minded, willing to listen, and like I'm not. If this is how you feel, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to listen to you, and like see how I can do better Um, because there might be things that I wrote in the field agent that some people have a problem with probably like in the future in 20 years and I won't have known about it. Um, So I, I love to believe the best in people and that people can change and people can grow when their mistakes are pointed out. And I really hope I'm one of those people. I feel like we all are. though. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. The thing like art ages, especially like, the written word is always a snapshot of its exactly. time. Yeah. And even exactly. like who you are as a writer. So like even five years from now, you might reread the field agent like the fuck was I doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, if it if the field agent gets picked up by a publisher and then it has to go through like re-edits or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You, and you're older at that point, you might even be like, huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I get that way every time I see old Facebook. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. From Olpia <laughs> 10 years oh. ago. Yeah. It's and comedy is very much that way, right? It is definitely songs are that way. Absolutely. Yes. Like, so it makes sense. Like yeah. I have a show come well, it'll it'll have happened by the time this is out. But like I have a show mm-hmm. and like the guys want to play some songs. I'm like, these are like I don't even believe this yeah. anymore. Right. Or like even in, in my book, there's a couple of things where I'm like, ooh, ooh, I disagree. Okay. Which is gonna be fun. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's fun because it's like, um, I'll tell you after. Yeah, <laughs> got it. I'll okay. tell you when you interview me when my second book comes out. Nice. Fantastic. Two years. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Or seven in between. Oh, seven. Somewhere yeah. between yeah. two and <laughs> nine years. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It'll be uh, sooner than that. <laughs> sooner than nine years, because the world's probably gonna be over by then. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So we've been going for a minute. I feel like we got covered yeah. some good ground. Had had a couple laughs. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I think I hope the listener enjoyed it. Um, and if you did, please rate and review this episode, this show, five stars. I know that every podcast says it, but it really helps with visibility. Um, so you've been on the show before. Yeah. So we, you know, like. You know your social medias. It'll be in the show notes and all that stuff. Yeah. And do you, like I asked you the question, like if you could talk to your past self, mm-hmm. well, what's one thing you'd say? Hey, don't fret about. But has that answer changed? Or oh man, yeah, I'm trying to remember what my like original answer was. Um, oh, D, you put me on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's kind of the point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I think I would go back to like, oh, I think I remember my answer from last time, which is bad because I'm going to repeat it because it was such a. That's fine. So then you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A huge reoccurring theme throughout my childhood. Um, I probably would go back to like my five-year-old self. Um, I struggled a lot with like not knowing what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I was surrounded by people who knew what they wanted to do. Like it was like at the forefront of like of Mm -hmm. their personality almost. Um, And so just the thought of like, I just want to like be a kid. And then when I became a teenager, it's like, I just want to be a teenager. And then when I became a young adult, um, it was like the most horrifying thing in the world. So I think I would like go back to five-year-old me and just be like, you don't need to figure it out now. You don't need to figure it out when you're a teenager and you don't need to have it figured out when you're a young adult. It will happen when it happens kind of thing. Cause it's still happening right now. Word. Yeah. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Alana, since you're like mm-hmm. a co-host or a, a <laughs> guest host or an extra guest, do you want to answer the question? Can you repeat the question? If you could talk to your younger self, whether that's through time travel or mm-hmm. therapy, <laughs> what's one... What age would you talk to and what's something you'd say like, hey, don't fret about blank? Well, I immediately thought about my 16-year-old self. Um, I think one thing that I might tell her is that I shouldn't pretend to have it all figured out um, because I really didn't. I think I knew that I didn't (laughs) (laughs) at 16. Actually, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, but I do like her. And I was listening to a song today. She came on a playlist. And one of the, I don't know what song it is, but um, one of the lyrics was like, how, I'm going to butcher it, but it's along the lines of how do we know everything at 18 and nothing at 22? Um, and I feel like that's so true. So I feel like maybe my, my six-year-old self, I just... Be 16 don't mm-hmm. pretend to have it all figured out because you won't and i think i would tell her that maybe you have it all figured out for 16 year old alana but you won't for 22 year old mm-hmm. you won't for 25 year old and you won't for 28 year old but that's okay and just be I'm trying where to you're picture at. i'm trying to picture 16 year old alana <laughs> you didn't like, know her yet i know but like <laughs> I think I met you when you were what, 17? Actually, no, you met me when I was 16. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we met yeah. when we were teenagers. Yeah, we didn't start dating for, until I was 17, though. I know. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um. No, but I, I you at 16, mm-hmm. I just wonder what you would think of you now. I think of that all the time, actually. Yeah. I think that, I think there's a part of me that would be really grateful. Yeah. For who I am now. Um, I also think that 16, well, she'd have so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, How did you get that ink? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what do you mean you drink now? <laughs> there, yeah, I think that 16-year-old Alana would take a look at who I am at 28 and she would have so many questions with how what happened in between. Because yeah. um, I think she'd yeah. be really proud of who, who I've become. Um, yeah. But I think she'd also, I don't know if she would believe that I was the same person. Word. Yeah. yeah. Pia. Oh, my. <laughs> She's like, I wasn't. I was ready. Oh, group I therapy. Oh, I don't know. Really no, no. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if they DM'd you. Cause no. Okay. I can already tell you no. I would be prepared. Okay. So somebody 
I thought it was so funny. Okay. They were like mad at you because you didn't ask me when you were hosting the podcast. About this? <laughs> uh, and I was just like, that's so funny. I was just like. It makes total sense. And I was like. I, I dropped the ball. Well, I was just like, yeah, take it up with her. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Well, they did not, thank God. <laughs> good. Otherwise, I'd be not on social media right now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just some random Is this my... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just thought it was funny. I just wanted Too to funny. tell you that I thought it was yeah. funny because I didn't even think about it. Good. You know, mm-hmm. like... I, Little tiny child from the UK. Good. I mean, he's 30, but... <laughs> oh. Strong man from the UK. <laughs> don't no, come no, at me. No, he's not strong. <laughs> okay. I don't know him directly, but he's I can tell you again. that I can Grown take adult from yeah. the UK. Yeah. He's pretty. He kind of looks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, but if he'd had a really rough life. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, you've been on the podcast a couple times, like, you know, co hosted mm-hmm. once before, or guest hosted, and now you're like co hosting. Mm hmm. Um, have, do you want to change your answer? Cause you're the first episode on like this iteration New, of the show. Okay. So cool. like, do you want to update your answer? Like talk to a past self. I, What's one thing you'd say, don't fret about. You know what? I would probably have the same, that's same. Like for me, it was 17 year old me. Yeah. Um, do you want people to just go back and listen or do you want to? <laughs> no, I, Hey, I'll make it better. I swear. Um, <laughs> you know what it would be? It's, there's so much. There's so much that I've been through. And I think, like Alana mm-hmm. said, I think 17-year-old Pia would be not shocked at who, where I am mm-hmm. and who I'm at, what, what I'm doing right now. Uh, but 17-year-old Pia also had this plan because I'm a planner. <laughs> and I've had to let a lot of that shit go in the last couple of years with my life. And I was a planner. And at 17, it, it came apart. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had a plan my whole life from when I was five years old that I wanted to be a doctor. Cool. Just call me Dr. Pia. I know, I'm like, <laughs> such an idiot. Like, could I even Like, so many people would die. Let's not even go there. But I, but that was... <laughs> <laughs> mom and dad as like as i write my first book that'll be my dedication in my in my book mom and dad so many people would have died <laughs> or if i'm ever a comedian like i really want to be uh that's what i'll say but like my you know that was an influence of like probably my parents and like so many mm-hmm. things but i was like you know what yes mm-hmm. as many brown children will tell you <laughs> doctors at the top of the list an engineer but i'm way too stupid for that so uh 17 though it all came apart like mm-hmm. i was doing all the things leading up to like a high school in high school that i loved doing like my electives were all drama mm-hmm. like shocker mm-hmm. uh so much fun. the languages so my favorite mm-hmm. uh subject was always english i was doing french i like loved all that stuff but then i had to i was like oh right i gotta do the math and i gotta do the chemistry and the shit the physics Ugh. that i was not good at <laughs> And then at grade 12, it all came apart when I realized I hate all of this shit. Mm-hmm. And so when I had applied, like, as I was applying to university, like, this is this is it, right? In 17, you're, like, you're getting yeah. letters from your fucking, like, um, um, you're getting letters from your, you know, the people. Counselors. <laughs> None of us helped you. I'm so sorry. You guys let me hang it. Yes. Yeah, well, fair. So, uh, but you're, like, you have this plan, and then all of a sudden, I wasn't, like, I didn't know what I want to do. What school am I going to? What am I even applying for? Mm-hmm. I would go back and say, chill. Like RS says, um, you can chill. You can be present. You can live. You don't have to have all the answers now. I love making you guys laugh at my stupidity. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and so at your stupidity. Okay, good. Why? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. We'll just, we'll just You're not stupid. Okay, thanks. My forgetfulness. 
I'm old. Um, we can have to work on the self-taught thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I pump myself up. You're 27. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, so I wouldn't, I would go back and say, you know what? You don't have to have it all figured out now because as life will show me at 37, it go, it goes mm-hmm. like on a roller coaster every day. Mm-hmm. And I think I would be proud at the f- at how I've handled it come present day. You and should I think be. that's, I think Absolutely. that's, uh, you know, I've become a bit of a warrior without really knowing that I had that in me. Mm-hmm. So I would say I'd probably keep my answer the same, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I'm proud of that journey. Right. Now, now it's my turn. <laughs> hey, Hey, strong man from the UK. He's not this strong. is for you. This <laughs> hey, non, hey, hey, Shaggy from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> this is for you, my friend. <laughs> Steve Fredder. Did you <laughs> what was the question? Uh, <laughs> would you? Would you? Would you? Would you change your answer? What would your answer be? You could go get back to a past self. Yeah. Um, see, it's funny. Like I always think that I know the answer, mm-hmm. but I've never actually had an answer. I think I, I gave I gave an answer once talking to Rebecca Baird. But it was very like eh, off the cuff. Kind okay. Of. Like I was just like, oh, well, I don't know, you know. But if I had to really think about it, I think I'd be, I think I would talk to six-year-old D. And I'd say, hey, don't fret about surviving. Okay. You know, you're you're gonna survive. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think I used to think about. I used to think that life was just something you survived, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I didn't really know what thriving was. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what happiness felt like. You know, like I didn't. I was just like so mm-hmm. locked up in my own like little shell. I don't think I really came out of it until like like nineteen, twenty. Mm. yeah something like that yeah and so i think i would just say like hey like you're very preoccupied with whether or not you're going basically like if you're gonna have to live through life because like it's like oh damn my parents are old and they look fucking miserable and i'm already miserable Mm -hmm. so it's only gonna be miserable Mm -hmm. and you know yeah well that's all i'd seen and that's Mm -hmm. all i'd experienced Mm -hmm. So it would be like, hey, don't fret about life and don't fret about like surviving mm-hmm. life because you will. And you should focus on thriving. Mm-hmm. Try, to find, try to find shit to be like happy about. Mm-hmm. You know? Make it happen, I think. You know? yeah. I'm a big, this is, I don't know if this is like a hot take or whatever, but I've decided that happiness is something that you make. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you just make happy because. Happiness is circumstantial. Yep. So you can just make different circumstances. And that's not to say shut off your feelings or, or right. whatever when you're going through bad stuff. Right. I'm just saying that, like, if you hinge your happiness on something that you can't control, like the, getting the job. Right. Making it big as an author. Um, winning the lottery. Right. 
it's never going to happen for you. Yeah. Or if it does happen, it's not going to meet your expectations. Exactly. Even your expectations don't meet your expectations. Exactly. Plus it's, and it's fleeting too. Yeah. You know, like you can't hold on to something. No, like that's that. so true. But if you can treat like circumstantial happiness, the way you treat like baking yourself a batch of cookies, that's a lot more fun. Oh yes. Cookies make me incredibly happy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. And that shit lasts. Just kidding. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this very chaotic, artistic, <laughs> something or other episode of the Don't Fret podcast. She been RS12s. She been Pia. She been Atlanta. I've been D Fretter. Y'all have a good rest of your week. Be safe. Be smooth. Peace. <laughs>